Welcome to Behind the Flag Podcast, sponsored by Get It Right Enterprises. Come on, join the crew and take the field during Friday Night Lights. We will learn from experienced guest presenters and mentors that will help you become a better football official, providing the tools to put you in the correct position to make the right call. Raise your officiating knowledge and strive to become the best football official and expert in National Federation High School rules. Learn the art of film breakdown, mechanics, and philosophies. You know, every year we have an entire off-season to get prepared. But in-season, you only have one chance to get it right. All right, here we go. It's November, and uh, we're back. We hope everyone had a good uh, Halloween weekend last week, and everyone was safe and uh, had a good time uh, spending it with your family or whatever you had planned during that weekend. And we appreciate everyone joining us again for another webinar podcast. Uh, Tonight we have... Dr. Sean Cooper, which is a referee in the state of New Mexico. He got a Las Cruces and he's been doing officiating for 18 years in multiple sports, but he is a white hat referee down in the southern part of New Mexico. And this is, I don't know, his fourth, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time being on um, the webinars with us and helping us bring uh, good information to the high school officials and preparing them by diving deep into the rule book on rules that we usually don't even think twice about until it happens to us on the field. So again, tonight, uh, Dr. Sean Cooper, uh, we appreciate you spending another 30, 45, 60 minutes with us. Um, Ken, Aiden. It's a, yeah, we always appreciate uh, Dr. Cooper coming on and sharing his wisdom. But first, Dennis, I understand you went to a Halloween party. Tell us what you got dressed up as. Don't, <laughs> and, and don't tell us you went. Don't tell us you went in your football officiating uh, uniform. So yeah, I was an invisible I, man from the 1970s. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. You know, I I love holidays, but uh halloween's fantastic i know it was weird this year but i did do a a trunk or treat and got to see a bunch of kids dressed up and you know it's always cool seeing the little kids faces and uh it just it it brings joy to my heart but i know we're not here to talk about halloween we're here to talk about high school football rules and and uh and dennis you got anything else before we introduce sean again nope just um like always, Dana Pappas uh, is usually on. Tonight she was um, double booked on another webinar. I believe it was probably volleyball. I think they're, you know, we're doing, getting ready to do stuff. Uh, there's other sports in the state of New Mexico that are also doing webinars and preparing their officials to hopefully get back on the court or on the mat or on the baseball field. Um, in the spring. So she's a very, very busy uh, commissioner that's in charge of all 10 sports. So um, she was disappointed she couldn't be here with us tonight, but uh, I completely understand she spends a lot of time with the football officials and she has to spread the love around to the other, the other sports and True. Give, them, 
her due diligence and and train up those officials also. So that uh, Dr. Sean Cooper, the floor is yours. Thanks, Dennis. Thank Ken. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, ball status. I'm going to take the screen if uh, and share my screen here and share my sound. And then let's just talk a little bit about motivation, about what, why we're here. And if we'll look here, there is a, um, a video of Stanford and Berkeley playing. And I assume that you guys are hearing this and seeing the game. And I want you to watch what happens at the end of this. Uh, they're doing uh, basically uh, uh, try to get the last score at the end of the game. And what happens is that the band comes out on the field and it is possible that these players run into the band member. The question is, what do the rules for us in high school say about a runner running into a band member, whereas if they pitch the ball, if the ball hits uh, a band member while it's being pitched, what happens? So here, this player, this, this player made it all the way through without pitching the ball, and pitches the band member before he goes in what happens to him on that one. So that's the question hand. So let's take a look at our... Is, is there a way we could play that again without the music? Uh, yeah, I probably could. You want yeah, me to try that again? Yeah, the music was a little... Uh, I mean, we could hear you, we could hear you, but those are some music in the background. Okay, I'll, let me, um, do you want me to, let me do a couple things I'm gonna unshare. Okay. And then so the, the question is, in high school, what happens if the runner runs into a band member on the field and makes a touchdown? Yeah, what's the results of this play? Or if, he, or during the, if, they, in, or if they pitch the ball and the ball hits a band member while he's out there? That's the question at hand. Okay. So the topic tonight is ball status. Yeah. And of course, um, you know, I think Dr. while he while he gets that video back up again, um, topic of tonight is, is ball status, live ball, dead ball. Um, I believe the rule covers passing, kicking, fumbles, all um, all, all those pieces. great stuff. So we're gonna we're gonna dive deep and um, this is a great great question though. What happens when you so, run into a non-player on the field? So is there audio on you now? Dennis, it's is there better, audio? It's better. Okay, during, uh, so during high school ball, well, what happens to, um, these guys are pitching the ball and eventually you'll see the band members coming out. And what happens if the runner runs into the band member, which we'll see in a minute, or even the pitched ball hits a band member on the field? What are we going to do? You know, what does the high school's rules say about that? We see this player right here. He doesn't pitch, but he does run into a band member prior to going into the end zone right there. And the question is, is he down? Is the ball dead? What's the status of the ball? And so at the end of this presentation, you should be able to know the differences in high school, what, the, what our rules tell us that we're supposed to do. Okay. Shift to five. Okay, so this presentation, uh, do you see a full presentation or, or a mixed presentation? We see, we see two slides. Oh, shoot. So, shoot. I just go to the bottom right. 
to the little TV. Right, bottom right. You have to get out of there. So I have it's stupid. I have two screens. Make this okay. second. Let me. I don't want to do that. How do I? There you go. There you go. Right. So today's presentation is on ball status. And so we want to understand what, how the ball becomes live, how the ball becomes dead, and some of the nuances along the sideline or when the ball is loose, when things that interact with the ball are not normal. So we have definitions in 2.1. We have what we have basically the ball is in one of two states, either it's dead or live. And then we have to ask our question, how does a golf ball go from dead to live? And how does a ball go from live to dead? Those are the questions at hand. So uh, here's some definitions about a live ball fundamentals. A live ball is always in team possession. So whether it's loose or not, it's still in team possession. So a live ball is either in a player possession. I mean, we typically call that the runner. And then, or it's loose, like it's through a pass, a fumble, or a kick. And so that ball is still in team possession. One of the things that we often get wrong is when a team kicks, K kicks the ball, K is still in possession of the ball until the kickers, the, until the receivers pick the ball up and have possessed the ball. Then they're in possession of the ball. So it's still in team possession during the kick, even though the ball is loose. So if there's a muff, so if the receivers muff that kick, the K is still responsible for that loose ball? They still responsible for that loose ball. A muff never changes how the ball became loose ball it becomes loose in one of three ways either a kick a pass or a fumble a muff doesn't change how the the loose ball the status change it's still a loose kick a loose pass or a loose fumble and all of the attempts to pick it up whether it's an eagle eagle kick a bat or a muff doesn't change the facet it was a loose kick a loose ball a loose pass or a loose fumble okay so those are important three phrases that we want to make sure we keep with loose uh, and here, this just mimics how Dennis talked about. So a loose ball is either a pass, fumble, or a kick. It can always be given a new force. That means what we're talking about, a muff maybe, or a, a, an illegal kick or, or a bat, but it, it is still either the same pass or fumble or kick. That's one of the fundamentals that we have to keep track of when it's loose. Um, then the loose ball itself, since so it was live, it can become dead because it went out of bounds or the loose ball, goes from loose to be in player possession by being picked up. So that's how a loose ball changes its state from either not being dead or going back into player possession. So let's talk about how a ball becomes live. Well, we always have on a free kick. The ball will come when the, when the ball is kicked, when the foot is touched to the ball, that's when the ball becomes live. Even though we start the clock later, the ball becomes live when we kick it. It, and so here's a couple places that we typically have those either on after scores or free cat. Uh, uh, it also becomes live during a snap. And here's some language about how the snap occurs. And when, if, for example, if the snapper kind of tries to snap the ball and puts the ball back, well, that's an illegal snap and the ball never came live. So that's why we call that a dead ball, illegal snap and, and, and walk, march off a, a five yard. So again, the ball becomes live either through a kick or a snap. And here's just a few of the ways that the, the requirements for a snap to occur. Um, 
also there's ways about the ball becoming live. You can either pick or a snap, a snap or a kick after a, re, after a fair catch. And now we want to talk about how a ball becomes dead. So it's pretty easy about how a ball becomes live, kick or snap. Ball becomes dead in a multitude of different ways. Um, and the ball becomes dead slightly different when it's in player possession and or it's loose. So there's slightly different pieces that we have to pay attention to, especially along the sideline or interacting with things that are not part of the field, uh, the normal field of play. So ball becomes dead when a runner goes out of bounds and there's emphasis about going out of bounds because we're gonna see some nuances about what that means, what an out of bounds means. And of course it's forward progress or if he touches other than his hand. And so, and then this exceptions talking about all the things that do with a, 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 a kick a helper. So the place kick holder, but we, we wanna make sure that the ball becomes dead when the runner goes out of bounds or has held progress or uh, is stopped and, or is under person is held you know, other than his hand or his foot touches the ground. A loose ball comes dead when the live ball goes out of bounds, when, it, of course, it was a forward pass is incomplete, or when there's a legal kick uh, or scrimmage kick, which not a scoring attempt breaks the plane of the, the goal, that becomes dead. So we know say, hey, we got all these dead things uh, that happen. And also a loose ball becomes dead when it gets simultaneously caught or recovered. So we're not going to have a, uh, a fight over who got the ball. The teams grab the ball at the same time. Then it's a simultaneous catch. It's dead at that moment. So uh, if the ball is motionless, no players are getting the ball. They're just kind of sitting there, not moving. It's dead. Or here's the one that's important is touched or touched by anything inbounds other than a player, a substitute, a replaced player, a game official, the ground, or authorized equipment. So a loose ball becomes dead, like let's talk about a fumble, if it gets touched by anything other than a player, substitute, replaced player, game official, the ground, authorized equipment. So go to your question about if they pitch that ball during that razzle-dazzle touchdown for Stanford and Berkeley, if they had pitched a ball and hit a band member, is that band member a substitute a player, replaced player, game official, ground, or authorized equipment? No. So the ball would be dead immediately. That's when it's loose. We're not gonna talk about that. And that's in the field of play. And then this ball is placed as if it was an inadvertent whistle. So this is a loose ball touching something in bounds. That's not one of those things. So if it touches a dog, dog runs around the thing and the ball, it, the fumble touches a dog, plays dead. Um, the ball also becomes dead if the kickers recover a kick, during a kick, remember the ball's being a kick. If they recover the kick, then, well, then it's dead. We know that, the, and there's some issues about uh, ex, uh, the scrimmage kick, is beyond the line of scrimmage or anytime they recover a free kick, the ball is dead. So remember on a free kick, don't let the kickers take that ball and run it down to the end of the, and go and score. We know on free kicks on, uh, that the kickers can't take that ball other than where they picked it up. Another place where the ball comes down is when we uh, player fair catches, ball becomes dead after a score or during a try when it's apparent that the try is no longer working. 
when the helmet comes completely off the runner, not any other player, or a prosthetic limb comes completely off the runner, then the ball becomes dead. And that's as if the player got tackled at that spot. We also have inadvertent whistle. If there's an inadvertent whistle, the ball becomes dead, whether it's in player possession or in, in the air. And if it's in the air, if it's loose, then it's gonna be brought back and replayed. If it's in player possession, then the team in possession gets to decide whether they want it at that spot or the, the play gets replayed. So these are just places how the ball becomes dead. Remember the ball is either live or dead. It's either loose or in team possession. Can I jump in there? Can I jump in there real quick? You yeah. know, I, I don't know how many times I've, I've heard inadvertent whistles on the field and I continue to let the play go on. So I, what you're saying is the rule of the law is as soon as another official hears an inadvertent whistle, we need to shut that play down immediately. Absolutely. The rules are very clear that, that the whistle, uh, if you blow your whistle, it's not supposed to happen until it's supposed to show that the play is dead. But when so we blow the whistle, it makes, if it is live, the, the play is now dead. So whatever happened afterwards, you know, it, you know, what happens is you're taking advantage away from the defense, let's say, when they hear it and they slow up because the whistle kicked in and then, the, then there's a score. So uh, we, we've got to blow our whistle. We've got to talk to our colleagues. If you've got an introvert whistle, you know, own it, blow it, clean it up, move on. You know, as a white hat, I, I, I expect that it may happen. I'm not going to get on my crew for it being bad. We want to make sure it won't happen again by techniques about keeping whistle our, our mouths, knowing and seeing the ball. But once the whistle comes, if there's a whistle, own it, blow it, and, and take care of it. That's why we have a rule for it. Outstanding. Yeah, we need to add that to our pregame to make sure we're all on the same page. Thank you, Sean. You bet. Um, and you can find a lot of this, all of these little focus on how balls become dead in 4-2-E. So let's look at how the ball becomes dead and focus it again. When, it, when the loose ball touches or is touched by anything inbounds, other than a player, substitute, replace player, game official, the ground, or authorized equipment. So that means that if the coach is on the field and the loose ball hits the coach, it's dead because that is not a substitute or replaced player. So those are not uh, those you know, those times with that loose ball. That's loose ball, not in player possession. Loose ball. Um, so here's a question. So let's look at uh, play three. I just want to just uh, just do a little bit of animation here for you. And I want to open up play three real quick. So I just have a real quick uh, example where we have a, a little pass play here. And then in the second series here, we throw the ball and a bird comes and it hits the ball while it's in air. Or if it's, if, so the ball is loose and it touches something that's not one of those qualifying events, whether this player catches the ball or not is irrelevant. That, that bird and uh, intersection is now an event where we would blow our whistle and replay that down. Any questions? All right. So, and then what happens if the runner runs into a band player on the field? Well, let's look at play, play four here real quick. Open. 
play four. Oh, this one's going to actually run into a coach. And so we'll look at some, the, 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 the runner has a slightly different nuance here. If the thing is on the field, completely on the field, so the runners come in here, coaches walks out there trying to uh, be in the way of this player, and the player runs into the coach, and the coach is 100% on the field, we don't have, we don't have uh, a, the players still in play. He can, yeah, the player, they can run and continue on because that coach, you know, just could, it, you know, it's interacting with him there, but it's not, uh, it's not a down. It is different. We'll look at the next one. I'll show you the second one. Uh, don't save. Let's look, let's say that he instead runs along the sideline. Let me move this, let me, and then and focus this better. And now we've got a cameraman that's on the sideline, but his camera sticking out. And that runner runs here and runs and hits the camera lens right there. Right out of that spot, because the guy is out of bounds and is touching the person inbounds and is not a player or a substitute or, a, or an official, that player's down. So if that runner is interacting with something that's on the sideline and, and that sideline person or thing is out of bounds and they touch them inbounds, runner's down. So we'll see those rules in just a second. So here's a dead ball, uh, here's loose ball. So a player, uh, here's a definition that we need to make sure we understand. So a player or other person is anything, if you are out of bounds, that's what this says, then then uh, is out of bounds any part of it. Oh, sorry. Uh, so a player or other person is out of bounds when any part of their body is touching anything other than another player or game official that is on or outside the side. This basically says if you're on the sideline, you're out of bounds. A ball player in possession is out of bounds when the runner or ball touches anything other than a player or again a game official that is outside or on a sideline of the uh, or the inline. So what this says is the first stanza here says that coaches and replace player uh, and, and and bench personnel, if our cameramen are on the sideline and they reach out and touch that player, that runner, the runner's down. That's why we need to keep our two yards, six foot uh, uh, area clear from end to end, because if they touch it anywhere along that sideline, for whatever reason, it's dead right at that moment. Now, if that cameraman comes completely on the field, then we have a different story. But this is when they're halfway in and halfway out. That's the, that's the problem about this. So, so the basic difference is, so when the ball is in player possession, it's a dead ball when the runner is touched by anything on the sideline that's not an official or a player. So that's the takeaway. A loose ball is dead when it touches anything that's out of bounds uh, on the sideline, including an official or a player. So the difference is the ball player can keep on running if an official touches him or one of the players. So we typically have a run out, uh, you know, a scrum to the side and defense kind of goes out of bounds and they're trying to tackle that runner on the way back in. That runner's got free game going on. 
if their ball gets fumbled on that sideline and someone touches it is out of bound the ball is dead immediately from that touch so and then so so let's make sure we can understand the questions if a runner is touched by a coach who is out of bounds and not on the field is he down the answer is yes because he touched something that was not a player or a referee Let's look at the next question. A runner is touched by a camera in which the camera operator is on the sideline. We saw that earlier. When the camera extends out to the field, it's down again because the, the cameraman and his camera are all part of being out of down. Is a runner down if he runs into a bird in flight? No, because that bird is not on the sideline. It's in the field of play. And so the runner is allowed to run anywhere in field. It's only down if he touches something that's on the sideline. But if the ball is loose on a pass and hits a bird, then it's, it's a dead. dead ball. It's dead ball. That's, yeah, the, the, what's what's in, the big difference is what's inside that, I would call it the umbrella of between the sidelines. You know, if the, if the runner is, if everything's inside on the field, but not part of the game, you know, uh, uh, even a helium balloon or, you know, somebody's little balloon that flies across. If it runs into a runner, no problem. If they pitch the ball and it hits a balloon and it goes to another person, it's dead. And the big one is, and let's just look at play five. If a player is out of bounds and attempts to recover a ball, uh, can he do so? Let's look at play five. And, and that's, I believe that's play five. Yes. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a, a free kick over to the sideline. I actually saw this play a few years ago at Deming. There was a kick over to the sideline. And we'll just get this kick over here. And the, the runner actually slid out of bounds and is straddling the sideline. And the ball comes and lands just to the edge, but on the field. And the player reaches in. The receiving team reaches in to secure the ball, but their half their ball is half their body's out of bounds, and they've grabbed that ball. Well, they can't possess the ball because touching has to occur before possession. The person's out of bounds when they touch the ball. The ball became dead. There's a flag. The flag is because the kickers kicked the ball out of bounds. That's just how it is. It's not that this was an illegal participation because the player never came back in. He's got to come back in before it's illegal participation. It's not out of bounds. He's not, but since it's loose, he touched it, killed the play. The ball went out of bounds, un, untouched by R. And so uh, it's a five-yard penalty and re-kick. Yeah, coaches hate that, but that's the truth. You're right. That's It, it, it was true. So just these nuances about – the sideline and out of bounds. A um, couple of case plays. So uh, let's just make sure we see a forward pass strikes a game official standing in bounds, after which it rebounds into the air and is caught by A1 or B1. Well, the referee's in bounds. It can hit anything. And, and so, or if it hits a dog or a spectator in bounds in A, for basically hits the official, the it's it's a light ball. Nothing has occurred. 
because the ball never became dead. And B, whether it's a dog or a spectator, and they're in, they're in bounds, you know, completely in bounds, and it's a loose ball at this point, the ball became dead immediately and administered under the provisions of the event whistle. This is on our casebook, casebook 415. And uh, we just did some, we tried those example uh, plays already, so I'm gonna just skip those. So, and, and we talked about that case play and, and, uh, and we're just, so I'm gonna move on to the end. So in summary, we wanna remember the ball is either live or dead. We know how the ball becomes live between a snap and a kick. A ball becomes live, kick or snap. Ball is always in team possession. We talked about that part, even during the kick. A loose ball comes from a kick or a pass or a fumble, still in team possession. The sideline rules allow for a runner to continue if it's touched by a player or an official who's out of bounds. But it does not the same, you know, if, if somehow we touch the ball, a loose ball, and we're out of bounds, the ball is dead. If we touch a player and we're out of bounds, who's run, a runner, still not, then the runner's still running. Um, and the runner is not down when touched by anything that's completely inbounds. If it's completely inbounds, runner can run all he wants. So do you have any questions, guys? Uh, that was my uh, spiel for uh, loose ball. Nope, I think... Um... I think you cleared up some questions for me. On, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just didn't want to ask any stupid questions. <laughs> uh, you know, no, you hit on. I learned a couple of things about inbounds and out of bounds, and 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 you know what is live and what is dead. So, um, and I, I know, you know, Sean. Sometimes when I see these things on the field, it makes a lot more sense than just reading the rule, and. So that's when I really learn. But then, I, then when I see it on the field, I can relate back to the rule and one of these webinars and go, that's what he was talking about. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, just it, it's hard sometimes to find film because these things don't occur very often. And I know some of the animation's a little kind of, you know, funky. And, uh, you know, it's just it's hard to get that stuff going. But I agree, you know, just the more we see these things, think about them, we don't want to be surprised. That's the big thing for me. You know, 95% of the stuff we do is very rote, maybe even 98%. But then there's something funky that happens. And that's just really, it's problematic at that time, at that point. Right. And we don't have replay to, to rely on in high school. And so you only have one chance to get these funky plays right. Well, um, I want to be able to get talk. It right. Yeah. I want to talk to the coach, both sides, because there's something funky. I want to tell them both exactly what happened and what the rule tells us to do. Now they may not like the rule. I mean, I have lots of, oh, I don't like it. And then they, and they bring up other, other uh, commissions, you know, they'll bring up college or whatever they think that it has. And it's like, no coach, you know, we've, these are the rules. We've taken these seminars and we understand how these things work. You know, the, your runner, you know, was, you know, you touched that runner, you were out of bounds, you know, we're going to flag you. We're going to, have to make the, the runners and you, know, you can imagine here's a kid running down the line and the coach is pat you know it's the winning score and he reaches out and touches his own player give him a pat on the butt as he runs by and he's out of bounds and you got to kill that i mean the rule says 
you got to kill it. And I understand there's judgment on it, but you have rule support for saying when that coach kicks, if he's stepping on the sideline, now if he gets all the way on that field, you got to, you've got himself for all of the other issues with the coach being on the, on the field. But if he's on the sideline and, and giving that player a touch, that runner a touch, he's making that play, play, play go dead. Wow. Yeah. And that's uh you know, that's a rule, but that's going to be hard to explain to the coach, and it's going to be even harder for him to swallow and accept that game back and, and touchdown on him. And what we mostly need to do is keep on – the coaches need to be back and stay back until the end of the play. That's the hardest part that we all have to do is keep them behind the restraining line, the, out into the, into the bench and not in the coaching box during live ball the whole live ball, not part of it. Don't, they've got to learn not to be excited and keep on encroaching and encroaching and getting close to the sidelines because it can affect them. Right. Well, um, Sean, we appreciate you spending the last half an hour or so with us again. Um, if anybody has any questions about ball status, um, you know, get a hold of us, get a hold of Sean Cooper, um, you can track him down in Arbiter with his email um, or send the questions to us and we'll filter them to him and, and he'll respond. Also, if you have any topics you'd like for him to, to cover that we haven't thought of, um, let us know and he could work on some kind of presentation if he doesn't already have one in his toolbox somewhere. Ken? Sean, as always, very informative. You're, uh, you bail us out sometimes when we're looking for a topic and you're right there, you know, full speed ahead. And I really appreciate you, man. I know Dennis does. And I know Dana does. So for all of the high school guys in New Mexico and around the country, thank you for your time. Yep. We're all in it together. I mean, I, it's fun being out on the field and it's much more fun than when everybody's on the same page. Yep, we agree. Uh, thanks for the time you spent with us, and we'll see you next Saturday. Have a good week, and good luck on the field.